0: Today on the Dad the Best I Can Show.
1: Uh, I always told kids, like especially when I taught middle school, people wanted to be lawyers. I was like, that's a math career. That's a logic career. You got to take the LSAT. You got to know all that logic. Um, you know, math really touches a lot more
0: parts of our lives than a lot of people realize. Welcome to the Dad the Best I Can Show. My name is Rob Roseman. Who wants to be a millionaire legend? Chicago Futures Trader, Vegas Poker Pro, now I'm a dad to three kids, ages 7, 5, and 1. Phew! Where's me out just thinking about it? Each week we're bringing on high-performing dads like you, entrepreneurs like Jesse Itzler, CEOs like David Cancel from Drift.com, athletes like Ken Rideout, best-selling children's authors like Zach Bush, to tell us your stories, Your dad tips and tricks to help all of us make it through dad life. We have a brand new website over at dadthebestican.com. Go on over to dadthebestican.com and sign up with your email. It's 100% free, of course. And be the first to hear brand new dad guests. And get weekly two-minute dad tips in your inbox. How else are you going to keep up with the roller coaster that is dad life? So stop what you're doing. Unless you're driving, take five seconds, go over to can dot com, and sign up now. All right, welcome to the Dad the Best I Can Show Experts Edition. Today we are lucky to be joined by Ray Steinmetz. Ray is a math instructional coach and the founder of BlendedLearningNetwork dot org. How's it going today, Ray? It's going
1: okay. Uh, we have one more day until spring break, so. Uh, tomorrow's good, always an interesting day in schools—the day before vacation. So, one more day, twenty-four hours uh, down until a week off.
0: Man, that's—it's funny. As a teacher, I never think about how excited a teacher is for spring break. We just finished spring break, and I felt like I was running a marathon the whole week. It was—I was really excited for school to get back in session.
1: Yeah, um, I think. Uh, as teachers, you know, it's not, we are excited for breaks, but it's more of like a slow fall into the break. It's like, you know, kind of dragging yourself into the break because just kids get really excited. And uh, I think uh, around this time of year, March is a a really long month for teachers.
0: And, uh, you know, by this time, we're we're ready to take some time off and away from your kids. Yes, right. Those kids, and then you can come home to your own kids. So you are a dad. How old are your kids? Um, I have a four-year-old named
1: Claire and a two-year-old named Ben.
0: Yes, I know them well. For our audience, Ray is also my brother-in-law, and uh, you are actually the second family member to appear on the podcast. I'm not sure if you know or have had the nerve to listen, but your dad was on here. Um, and he did a great job. I haven't mustered up the courage to ask my dad to be on yet, but uh, we're working our way up to it.
1: yeah, uh, <laughs> I haven't mustered up the nerve to listen to that one quite yet <laughs> <to
0: be honest. laughs> I yeah feel you. he uh, did he did you yeah. proud though don't worry he did you proud okay that's good, that's yes, good. so in true dad fashion, my kids are still up at nine fifteen running around upstairs, so we keep it real here. hopefully, uh, your sister, my wife angie will uh contain them
1: yeah i feel like whenever i'm uh, uh for the audience i also have my own podcast uh the instant relevance podcast uh wherever podcasts can be found i have a similar problem where i oftentimes during interviews uh hear my wife containing the children upstairs with a lot of like Shh, dad is doing a podcast so uh I, I feel you right now it's uh it's tough balance and all this stuff and uh people are really only available for interviews at night so
0: that's what yeah. people want to hear though. They keep it real. This is not a, a highly produced show, but we're, we're dads, So that's dad life, right? Yeah, absolutely. So Ray, you are a K through eight math instructional coach, and I'm sure you hear from a lot of kids that don't like math or struggle with math. Uh, do you have some tips that you can give parents to maybe encourage their kids uh, we could start with maybe elementary school and then maybe some middle school kids.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Just to give uh, listeners a little bit of background, I taught middle school math for a decade and just re- recently stepped into a, a coaching role where now I'm kindergarten to eighth grade and uh, really focusing on helping teachers improve their instruction. So I've been really delving in, even down, you know, all the way into kindergarten Um, really how kids learn math and the best like curriculum and instructional strategies. So um, it's really interesting being on that side of things because a lot of people have uh, opinions based on you know whoever their kid's teacher is right now, uh, how good of a teacher they have right now. It's people have a lot of opinions about math that people are always asking. So
0: when it comes to elementary
1: um, in particular, Um, early elementary, it's just super important, uh, to just do a lot of games, like numeracy games with your kids. Um, even if, you know, you're probably not getting homework that early in uh, your kid's career, uh, you know, kindergarten through, you know, second, third, fourth grade, it's kind of, uh, half and half, whether, uh, you get some homework coming home, but regardless of whatever comes home from the math teacher, should definitely be playing just like number games, cards, just anything to get that kid like really working with numbers in their head because a lot of people don't know the standards in early elementary, but the standards in early elementary are really just like a lot of counting and a lot of just adding and subtracting. And by the time a kid is out of second grade, they really should be like super fluent with just addition and subtraction. So, Uh, you really don't want uh, your kid counting on their fingers. Um, You know, if you ask them like eight plus seven, they should automatically know it's 15 rather than having to rely on their fingers. So a lot of kids don't like master that by the time they get into like third and fourth grade where the math gets a little bit harder and like, you know, a lot of states start testing the kids. So by the time they get to that like middle elementary, third, fourth grade, you really just want that
0: fluency like rolling off of them. And the best way to practice that is like games and just counting stuff. So are there any like easy games you recommend that parents could do at home or just like make anything a game with numbers and just try to make it fun? Well,
1: cards is always a good place to start. You know, our family,
0: you know, uh, we're playing, a big card uh, so family. Playing Euchre with the third graders. I like it.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, just <laughs> any card game, but I mean, there's tons of kids games. I mean, we have kid, kid games from our four or four year old, you know, you get, you probably got a for us for Christmas, actually. So, you know, just any of those little board games where kids are, like, just comparing numbers, just, you know, just moving a number of spaces. I mean, just those types of things where even just identifying numbers and uh, being asked to add and subtract numbers, like, kind of quickly, especially in card games. um, Just all that type of stuff. If you go to the game aisle in Target, you know, there's just just a ton of different number games
0: and, uh, All right. so um, and tell them yeah, that's just, math, huh? right. what you're doing is math and you're doing great. So just encourage them and say, it's not that different than what you're doing at school.
1: Yeah. And I think people have like this silo of math where it's just like that, only that like procedural math that you kind of remember from school, but um, you know, logic and uh, reasoning is math as well. And uh, I always told kids like, especially when I taught middle school, people wanted to be lawyers. I was like, that's a math career. That's a logic career. You got to take the LSAT. You got to know all that logic. Um, You know, math really touches a lot more parts of our lives than a lot of people realize.
0: So uh, here's a, here's a thought and a question I I see a lot when, when, and I'm kind of nervous about this when your kid comes home in fourth, fifth grade, and you don't know the answer, how to help them with it. I'm sure you get a lot of parents that are like, I remember that 30 years ago but i have no clue how to do that now what do you uh what do you advise parents just google it or what it seems like they they do things a little differently sometimes than the way we grew up yeah
1: and that's a big thing you know you see on twitter and everything people complaining about math these days and uh one thing i like to remind people is is you know anything that you see like from a worksheet or something that was created by a testing company not necessarily always by the teacher. so um you know people complain about like the common core standards and that sort of thing Well. You know, it's the testing companies and and the textbook companies that make the curriculum. So, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, what you're seeing is um, a lot of textbook companies trying to explain math in different ways, because really kind of the overarching research in math uh, education these days is having kids have the flexibility of mind to solve problems in different ways. But also being able to identify which ones are the most efficient um, is also an important skill as well. So if your kid comes home in fourth grade and you're like, man, I can't really remember how to do this, the first thing is is to really boost their mass self-esteem by just uh, in in showing them that you know you're not always gonna know the answer to problems. So me as an adult, I don't even really know right now. So you're gonna use the tools, like use the internet to um help you solve the problem. That's a real world skill is using the tools around you to solve real world problems. So rather than being discouraged and telling your kid like I was never a math person or man, I wasn't good at math either, or, you know, looking at it and saying, Oh man, what are they doing here? Say, Hey, you know what? This is an awesome opportunity for us to solve something together. So let's look at it together and see what we can do. And, you know, and, and, uh, approach it like that. That's just such a more pro- positive way to approach it. But also if, um, You know, as a math teacher, I always get this situation where, like, the kid says, I taught it this way at school, and then they go home, and the parent's like, well, I did this when I was in school. Well, you know, the more ways, the merrier when it comes to math, right? Like, we should be really, you know, using our mental math strategies to really tear apart numbers and solve it uh, a bunch of different ways. And especially when you get to, like, harder problems up into the algebra realm, there's a lot of different ways to solve them even though you get to the answer the same way. So I think that keeping in mind as a parent, if you see something coming from school that you're not necessarily familiar with, don't just trash it. Be like, oh, that's an interesting way of looking at it. I learned it this way. And maybe even investigate a couple other ways that you can maybe even find online. Because Mm -hmm. the more strategies that your kid has, the more um, they are able to approach a new situation And use those tools that they have to be able to solve an unknown situation, which ultimately is what in every subject you're teaching a kid how to do. You're teaching them how to use the tools that they have to solve solve unknown situations, be it, you know, reading a new text in reading, doing a new math problem or going to the grocery store. Any interaction with math in the real world, you're really just, uh, you know, using uh, those strategies to solve real life situations.
0: Yeah, and it's probably good for kids to see parents that don't know everything and that are willing to learn. It's like that uh, growth versus fixed mindset, like, you know, I'm not good at math is something I'm sure 80% of us had said in our lives, but maybe we could be good if we put a little more effort in or if, you know, now having the internet at our hands, we can look stuff up and, you know, show our kids that we're learning too along with them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You hit on something right there with the growth mindset. That's kind of the big push in math these days is really having that growth mindset lens. Um, Joe Bowler out of Stanford, she's a uh, Stanford professor who has started a um, an organization called ucube.org, is really pushing math education in this more open kind of uh, growth mindset um, uh, direction. And uh, it's been really interesting to see. The work that she's doing uh, which is you know really based on a lot of good brain research so um, we know uh, based on brain brain research a lot of uh, you know really important stuff about the way kids learn these days and, and being positive and, and that mindset matters but you know that necessarily especially in math hasn't necessarily made it into
0: all the classrooms mm-hmm Awesome. Well, that's, that's a a lot of good stuff. My kids are still a little young. We're still doing adding and subtracting, but I will definitely look at it, you know, with a little more open-minded and sit down with them. And like you said, turn stuff into games, you know, even at the grocery store, you can get this, this, and this, how much does it cost? And right. That gets their mind thinking and get them more confident.
1: Yeah. Any way that you can get your kid thinking about numbers is good. That's just period. I mean, there's, um, you know, even with my uh, young kids just counting, you know how many is here, and uh, if I add one more, how many is there now? you know, and just simple stuff like that, you wouldn't believe how what I just described is like a whole kindergarten lesson, because once mm-hmm. kids get to kindergarten, really, if you go into a math class, it's like just a, like a lot of counting, <laughs> right. which is, you know, part of the skill set that they develop at that age. But it seems so natural, you know, but
0: none of this is natural for them because uh, right. their brains haven't de- developed it yet. Well, as, as I'm sure you've learned, they are like sponges and they pick things up a lot faster than we do. So I'm, I'm always amazed at how they can like, remember things and now we can apply it to math and take advantage of the uh, growth mindset. Absolutely. Let's take a quick break for our dad tip of the week, brought to you by Kickstart Reading. Do you have kids between the ages of three and six? I've got two boys, and when my older son was going into kindergarten, my wife and I quickly learned that we had no idea how to teach him how to read. We found Kickstart Reading and watched one two-minute video together, and you could see his confidence take off. Bonus, I felt like Dad of the Year. Here's another dad talking about how Kickstart Reading is helping his boys learn how to read. Hey there, this is Chris Heller, and I'm a big fan of Kickstart Reading. Each morning before school, I show a video to my four-and-a-half-year-old son, and now his little two-year-old brother is getting in on the action as well. I'm a big fan of the videos. Highly consumable and engaging for young boys. Definite recommend for all parents out there who are looking to get their kids off to the right start with reading. Kickstart Reading. Go to kickstartreading.com and use the code DAD to get 65% off right now. That's D-A-D, DAD. See? It works. Kickstartreading.com. Now back to the show. Ray, you are a dad with uh, two young kids. We like to do a dad tip of the week. Do you have a dad tip for other dads out there? Yeah, I
1: I find that like the time when I come home from work and I pick up the kids from daycare, like that's a really hard time usually, because uh, you know you have a lot of things to do, you have like dinner to make. It's the first time you've come home, maybe if you're picking them up, uh, you know, on your way home from work, and it's it's just this time where I usually want to relax, but they want my attention, so it becomes this really tough time. I think the biggest dad tip, and once again, it seems kind of obvious, is. You know, just don't immediately when you get home, like, you know, start doing your chores or, or thinking about yourself or, or making dinner. You know, spend that half an hour just sitting down and play with your kid because all your kid really wants is your attention at that point. And you know, a lot of problems come from, you know, us just uh, you know, not wanting to engage uh when, you know, we've had a, a whole day of work or something like that and we've got all these other things to do once we get home. So Um, just take that time. And I think it it makes the rest of the evening just a little bit better.
0: Yeah. I like that a lot. And I'm guilty of it too. Sometimes it'll be like, all right, want to watch a show and have your snack? And then we all check out. But like you said, even like 10 minutes, let's play a game together and then you can relax. You'll feel better about yourself. And I'm going to, I'm going to use that one tomorrow when they get home from school. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Ray, where can people learn more about uh, what you're doing?
1: Yeah, so. Education Twitter is kind of a thing, so I'm uh, I'm on Twitter quite a bit. Uh, I'm personally I'm blended underscore math, but I've started kind of a blog um, with a lot of different contributors called blendedlearningnetwork.org, and we put out like daily teacher tips and resources and blogs and that sort of thing. So you can check us out at blended underscore network uh, or blended learning network on like Facebook and Twitter we're out there. You should go to the website, blendedlearningnetwork.org. Check it out. And then also, uh, uh, check out the, the instant relevance podcast also, which I think I already mentioned.
0: Yeah. You're doing all kinds of cool stuff and now you're in the ed tech space. So just a few years ago, you were, uh, you were, you were working for the man. Now you you've already been a teacher and now you're, uh, moving up the ranks, huh?
1: I'm trying, you know, the teacherpreneurship, uh, is strong. There's a lot of us out there and, uh, but it's interesting. Um, uh, there's once you get on Twitter and you see what all the educators are doing, it's, it's hard not to be
0: inspired. That's for sure. Well, that's awesome. And we appreciate what you're doing, teaching everybody out there. Ray, thank you for being on the dad, the best I can show. We'll talk soon. All right, man. Talk to you later. Thank you guys for listening to the Dad the Best I Can show. Go take five seconds, hop on over to dadthebestican.com and sign up with your email to get weekly updates, dad tips in your mailbox, get your questions answered on the show. That's dadthebestican.com. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and leave us a five-star rating on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Actually, five stars, we could do better than that. Brooks, Infinity. Infinity stars, Cameron? How many stars? Infinity thousand. Infinity thousand. You gotta one-up him in this household. Thanks. See ya.